Hello and welcome back to series four of the This Is The Music Meets podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by solo star Mark Bleasdale, who is just a couple of weeks away from releasing his brand new single, It Gets Old. Mark, thanks very much for coming on the This Is The Music Meets podcast. It's great to be finally talking to you face to face rather than over DMs. So how are you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm going to cheers you, man. Thank you for having me on. I'll have a bit of this, folks. Cheers. Uh, yeah, I've let the side down. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm really good, thank you. And uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, so, yeah, we've been, like, talking, like, via releases, really, haven't we, for, like, yep. uh, the past... Uh, probably coming on to, like, a year now, I'd say. Back to Here I Am, I think it was, when we first... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah the, fir- yeah, the first single there. Well, I got involved in... Yeah, the first one you got involved with. Yeah, so you, you've been busy. Yeah, trying to be. I'm obviously doing this, but um, obviously we're, we're going to get on the, and, and talk a little bit later on. But obviously you've been busy with the, the single we've just mentioned and you've obviously been away uh, recording um, a video for it as well in, off yeah. in Vienna. So uh, you've, I yeah. think you've definitely been more busier than myself, if that's possible. Yeah, well, I, in, maybe in in sections, but not, not all the time. Maybe writing busy, but yeah. It's been a nice period for me, though. Great stuff. So obviously we've mentioned the new single and um, which we'll, which we'll come on to talking about yep. in a little while as well. And, and obviously you, you've done um, uh, very kindly done a exclusive performance of your, one of your previous singles, um, Lies on Lies, which we will uh, hint, hear uh, back at the end of the podcast. Yep. Um, but what, um, what I'd like to know, obviously, is you know, that we uh, champion new music and like bands and, and artists like yourself. Yep. The sort of in that 12 month period that you've just sort of mentioned that we've been chatting, has there been any sort of bands on the new music scene or, or solo artists that have really caught your personal attention? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I used your show <laughs> pretty much and you know, like rise to recognition. And I don't want to be like an away day fanboy or nothing, like, but you know, there's just so much new stuff. You, you guys are like kind of like my rabbit hole, really. Um, it was kind of the only good thing about Spotify, really. You know what I mean? You could listen to something and then you'd get somebody else yeah. recommended and then you shoot off and next minute you're late for an appointment because you're just listening to new tunes. Uh, I think uh, one, of the, one of the bands that I'm really liking, uh, and they're not really... Maybe Apollo Junction, I think, for me. Um, yeah. That album is, is really cool, man. Uh, I, think, I think they, them boys are doing well. And obviously you've got... Um, it's uh, Marseille, Marseille, isn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah, great, great band as well. Really well. You know, all the guys, like the, the Shed guys, you know, Shed Project, all that sort of stuff. I mean, there's just so much out there. And um, I'm, I'm going to be really honest now. I'm not going to be like, like, yeah, I've always been into this team. But, so, like, I'm kind of new to Twitter, probably about the time that we really met, to be honest. So like, yeah, so like yeah. 12 months. I mean, like 12 months ago, I had, Five followers or something like that and and i'm not a mega social media like sweetheart you know what i mean yeah. so but now we're over you know a thousand people and stuff and a lot of the people I've, I've heard via twitter that music scene for me mm. it's amazing and you know i'm telling all the boys i'm like you know get onto this listen to these shows listen to these uh, radio stations i mean there's yourself and then there's you know the me myself and I show which is really good that, that yeah. goes out all over the, all over the world and there's so much good music out there. But yeah, I think Apollo Junction for me are, are my favorite out of those lot. 
Yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic band. And obviously, as you say, their um, their album is is bloody brilliant. <laughs> shall we say? It sounds good as well. Yeah, I think they've done pretty well. I mean, yeah, not just you know good songs and stuff like that, but production wise, it's really good. I tell you something else is is popped up um, uh, lately is um, Grace. I can never pronounce her surname right. Oh, uh, uh, Calva, I think it's something yeah, to say. Yeah. So apologies, Grace. <laughs> yeah, my fault, Grace. I apologize. Um, yeah, really good. Definitely some great choices in there. And um, but I was listening. If you haven't haven't checked them out before, then. Obviously, once you've listened to to the podcast and obviously Mark's new stuff, then uh, then check them out as well. That'd be oh, great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, um, just uh, I just really want to go back to like the like almost the very very beginning, really, um, yeah. of your like musical sort of. I guess I don't really like using this word, but journey. Um, yeah, yeah, who who or what kind of like got you first into music? So. I started playing, uh, me and my best friend, uh, Chris Morris, we call him Mozza. Um, he had a guitar. His brother, who's older than us, he had a bass drum with like a toy box. Right, like, okay. a yeah. pedal And like a snare drum and a hi-hat. And I was like, I couldn't be bothered playing guitar. The thing was too hard. But I sat down behind his drum kit and I was like, damn, I can play. Yeah. So that's how it started. We were like, I don't even want to know. We were high school, you know. Then we formed a band in high school. We were listening to uh, bands like Metallica and that back in those days. Yeah, we were like proper, like into, into metal. And that um, carried on, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, the grunge stuff, Pearl Jam, all that sort of Seattle uh, sound. The yeah. But uh, Stephen, who is uh, Chris's older brother, because he was older than us, he was at university, right? So he was like listening to the Smiths on all that sort of cool, like, uni stuff. So I was like, ah, I don't know, I like this mess. And anyway, and then one day, he's put on this, like, single, and uh, and it was Oasis. And it was like, we were like, I was like, wow. I was like, what is this? And it was just so cool, and, you know, Liam was sounded so different. Uh, you know, then, then we sort of checked him out, and he looked cool. Um, then, bear in mind, I got hair down here at this time, because I'm like, you know, I'm a metalhead. <laughs> <laughs> Getting like thrown shit at, you know, from kids because like you're the like only long haired kid in the yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see the kids now, they've all got like, hey, yeah. yeah. They all actually should be in the blossoms or something. Um, but yeah, so Oasis was the turning point. But like, genuinely, that was it. It was, it was, it was still, it was still like the metal and, and the rock roots, and that's still in my music now. Um, but um, yeah, that was the point, you know, Oasis. And then, from that, everybody else, you know, Shed Seven and Ocean Colour Sea, all those formidable bands that we're all still listening to now. I can see Liam in the back there. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> so, and, and kind of like presumably then from from there, from sort of like messing around a little bit with, with your mates there in, in sort of like the front room type thing, that's then what led led to you yeah. uh, forming so the mates then, the, basically. Yeah, yeah, it did, absolutely. So, I, I, we, I even though I... I couldn't play the guitar then. I always had sort of ideas for songs. Mm-hmm. So like, I'd be like shouting at poor Chris. I'm like, oh, what? Play that, play that. And I didn't know what the chord was. And it might, might have been just a freaking G, you know, G major. And I'm like, what was that? That sounds great with that chord, you know? And then he's like, yeah. Then we started writing songs and we were playing. Fast forward a little bit. We get a little bit more serious. Uh, joined up with um, Greg Wilden, Greg Dudley, 
Mike Kennedy, Anthony Wilkinson, which are boys from like where I live. They were all like similar sort of standard. Yeah. We were writing songs, formed the mags, went out, did some cool things. Uh, we opened the World Cup party in uh, Ham in Hamburg. Yeah, we had like a big thing there. So we we, we did that guests. Um, we were a resident band at the Cavern Club in Liverpool as well, which was cool. So we'd play there every Thursday. Um, just before like the Mersey Beatles come on. So it was always kind of busy. Yeah. People go to the cabin to see that stuff. Right. And they were, as a tribute band, they were just phenomenal anyway. So that's how we kind of like got sort of fans that weren't just from Liverpool. Uh, and then somebody from a guy called Will Schillinger, uh, who's a producer from New York. Um, he was like talking to us. And I honestly, we were just, begging people for money, like get us to New York, you know? And like people were like, why, why the fuck should we? <laughs> 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 because we're going to be massive, you know? Honestly, but then it kind of like snowballed a little bit and this was before crowdfunding. Yeah. So it was basically, it's like, if you give us money, we will put your name on the sleeve. Yeah, the yeah. CD, you know, as a thank you. And people are like, like giving us like change in the pub. <laughs> It depends how drunk or how aggressive we were asking. <laughs> anyway, we went out to America and, you know, we recorded. First of all, we recorded an EP. Um, then we went back, recorded an album out there on, on Carbon Records. Um, it, it kind of, it, it sounds great. I mean, I'll send you a copy. Actually. I've probably got about 5,000 of them still in the garage. <laughs> they, they've moved with me through about five houses. Like, You're not going to throw them away? I'm like, no. <laughs> Fucking throw them away. Definitely not. Um, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what led us up to New York. But I mean, it was a good, it was a good time, you know. Like back then, music was, you know, the music scene was amazing. From Liverpool, you had, you know, Zootons and all those Delta Sonic mm, boys. Yeah. And Coral were doing really, really good. Harry Payne was doing great. Um, you know. It was a good time, man. But we tried to make that jump across to New York because we were our aim was to try and do like the strokes in reverse. Right. Okay. So yeah. You know where the strokes sense. came over here, and everyone, they're the biggest band in New York, and, and they were not. <laughs> yeah. You know, they obviously had had something, but they weren't what. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, me was saying they were, and, all, and I think that's well. I mean, I, I'm I think I'm right in saying that. But so yeah, that was our aim to go and do thing the opposite way around uh, didn't quite work but we tried hey hey you got you got to try these things definitely <laughs> absolutely in my view but also just um just going back as well there with the cavern club um because i understand that that you were the only you're only the second band to have been given uh a fairly long uh like residency um at that time yeah uh, at that yeah. time sure yeah um uh, before that then obviously i'd obviously the, the beatles and stuff like that um, but yeah, at the time, and, and I still think it's true now, um, yeah, we were, we were like only the second band to have like a residency there. And that was cool. And, and it, it came about really through, um, through um, Bill Heckle um, and Dave Jones, I think his name is, I think it's Dave, yeah, um, who owned the Cavern Club and we played there. Um, and he was cool because we were, we were young and we would just get, we could play, we practiced that well we could just have a drink and be like you know leery but still play but only be 
only because we'd rehearsed so much. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like second nature. We re rehearsed three, four times a week, four or five hours, you know, because we yeah. were that was our thing. Yes, yeah, so we got it through him and, and it was an amazing time. It was good. I mean, we just get drunk, dude, to be honest. Flaming Sambucas and, <laughs> and like leather jackets on stage. Like even me playing the drums and it was so hot. Yeah. Just, just not necessary at all. <laughs> but we just wanted, and we had scarves. I'll, I'll send you some pics, man. It's scarves, scarves and, and leather jackets, no matter what the weather. <laughs> and sunglasses on indoors. That's yeah. like, you know, standard ball, uh, you know, uh, kit for a rock and roll star, right? I'm still like that now, man. I still like to wear sunglasses inside, especially when I got off that flight today. I had some, I had some on. Yes, it sounds like that was a bit of a bit of a long, long old day. So I mean, obviously you, you, you've had you've got the record deal. Um, you've obviously had the, the cabin residency, and obviously you've been over to New York. I mean, you guys, and obviously you, well, yourself personally, really, so it's what we're focusing on here. Yeah. Basically, living the dream by the sounds of it. You know, we were we were hustling, and, and it's good to see um, going back to the Twitter thing. It's good to see bands and, and young acts hustling because. That's what it was all about. We didn't think it was going to be handed to us. Yeah. So we, just, we were going for it. But at the same time, you know, we, we were a lot younger and we didn't care who we let down in the process. Relationships, parents, jobs. Yeah. You know, we, we were going through jobs. We didn't care. You know what I mean? We just wanted to do that. So, yeah, it was good fun, you know. But ultimately, I mean, I'm probably maybe jumping ahead on one of your questions, but Ultimately, when we were aiming for the peak, and then we were we were we had a few deals on the on the table, like bigger deals yeah. in the US. Um, I say on the table, but like talking about it with, with, with the labels and stuff. Uh, and then when it didn't happen, we were kind of like we were spent. We didn't think that once we got to that point, that it might not work. Yeah. Sure. So we, we were just like, you know, we were like a balloon. Yes, 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 yes. And then as soon as that happened, we, we didn't have, we didn't have, and it's funny actually, because the album's called No Plan B. Yeah. And we didn't have a plan B. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> you know, we, we lived and died by it really, because we, we, it was that or bust. We all kind of knew that this was what we were going for, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that ended. And, and then I'd met a chick out there. I say chick, I shouldn't say that. I met a lady out there uh, called Anna, and she was like this some like Greek girl, and she's like beautiful. And I was like, I'm going back to New York, man. Yeah. And, just, and that was kind of like the first time I got from behind the, the drum kit and like started trying to produce and, and write my own right, songs okay, rather right. than writing for the band. Even though in the mags, Mike Kennedy was predominantly the, the songwriter, but you come down to ideas, and it, it, it was kind of my job to organize those ideas and give them the nod. And it was Greg Wilden's job, the bass player, to stop me and Mike fighting. He's <laughs> 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 like a pacifier. We would argue and then look to Greg. <laughs> like, who's right? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was bass guitar. I was like, well, I can't work with you. <laughs> that was funny, man. So yeah, I, I ended up going back to New York anyway for a few years on and off. So was that then um, when you went back, when you like went back uh, over to New York? Was that when you sort of like sort of 
maybe went a little bit more like for the party scene sort of type thing as well. And yeah, it is. Yeah. So I started doing a little bit more electronic stuff as well, to be honest. I was, right, I was okay. listening to She Wants Revenge and, and, and things like that. And I kind of like that synthy sort of music. So I started a little project called Riding Between Cars. Um, and then also at the time, we'd be doing electronic music. I was trying to like hook up with some hip hop artists over there. Because what I really wanted to do I wanted to do trance music, but with uh, hip hop, like rapping over it. Right. And okay. Wow. What a mix. This is before. But do you think now, like, look like sort of dizzy rascal and stuff like that going back? Because that's the sort of time we're looking. No right. one was doing it. And yeah. Yeah. Video, dizzy rascal smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> just one. But in hip hop artists in, in like Brooklyn and Manhattan, they were just like, they just thought I was some like strange British guy, you know. So yeah, but anyway, if only they had the foresight. Yeah, and there's you know there's a lot of cool clubs over there. Um, uh, I started uh, hanging out with a, a cool guy called Hal Ludica. Uh, Hal Ludica was kind of like uh, like an '80s like it boy, so he's like some beautiful human. He's like, right. you know, like that that sort of look, that sort of chisel. yeah, yeah. I was obviously older then, but he was a fashion designer. He was cool, and uh, he, he he introduced me to a, a lot of other people um as well in that sort of scene and, and like the west village kind of was like apart from brooklyn uh it was like the west village was kind of like my home for the, the next year or so going to the parties and, and the clubs over there on the meat pack meat packing district really ah right oh, okay so then why why then would you say that the sort of the american dream if you want if that's because that's sort of the expression that's used what why would you say that that may be ended for you is it because you you, you just had enough or was, was there another issue? So, so yeah, well, basically, I mean, in a, in a nutshell, it ended with me being um, barred from re-entering um, the United States for five years. Um, so, yeah, what happened is, is that, so we would go and we'd continue all these parties, it was networking, it was cool, we were speaking. I mean, we spoke before, um, sort of like, super super high profile people you know and it was all like social so it was never kind of cringy and those circles were uh, especially if you were like a brit in new york um you know so we were hanging out and there was like moby people and damon albron and, and well he was doing gorillas stuff back then so it wasn't right like, okay yeah yeah i had a cool chat with him actually uh, about um, Oasis, because obviously, as soon as I heard my accent, and I was like, but, and we were talking, and he's like, he just gave me the look, and he was like, so uh, were you like Oasis or a Blur fan? <laughs> but like, but he, he was like, you know, edging it out. I mean, he was super cool, man. It was really cool. We spoke about it and stuff, and, you know, I got super intelligent person, man. Mm. Just really, even like like one o'clock in the morning, sitting outside smoking cigarettes. Where he was like still super cool and on it all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I, so I used to come home and at Christmas time and stuff, and came home to visit the relatives. And then on my way back in, uh, I had a ten year visa, so I was like, I thought I could just go in and do whatever I want. Um, and when I came back in this one time, I had this sort of um, jobs worth. I mean, I shouldn't say this. Probably, but we had this guy who was doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that sounds any better, but we'll go with that. 
Instagram, I'm sure that you could get away with it. But yeah, so anyway, and he was like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, I've got this visa, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hmm, I, I don't like this. And he's looking around and he's like pulling things off like the internet that have got my name attached to them. And he was like, well, you're doing this in America. And it was like, it was music related, but it was outside the terms of my visa. I'm like, no, dude, it's not. He was like pulling stuff. It's like, this is what you've liked this. I'm like, yeah, I've liked something, but it's not my job. Well, why are you advertising it? Because you've shared something, you know, that sort of line. And I was like, at first I was like, is this guy for real? Anyway, but he carried it on, bro. And I'm going to fast forward. In the end, I was shackled, hands and feet. I was like, taken, wow. through, the, taken through the airport, putting it like an armored vehicle and like putting it like a detention center for a couple of days, like visa revoked, sent back to England. Um, as I'm coming um, to the airport, to, like they're taking me back. I'm still shackled, I'm only on my hands now. I've got two armed guards and I'm walking through the airport and people are like, like looking at me and saying, what is going on? And I'm like, oh my God, it's like, it was like a bad, like Con Air moment, do you know what I mean? I was just like, there. Anyway, in the end, they just like, yeah, see you later, Mr. Bleasdale, you know, off you go. Like unshackled me and I got on the plane and everybody on the plane was like, like, where are the guards? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's yeah, the guards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they sat me at the back of the plane. That's it, man. Five years. I didn't go back. Yeah. I was still not being back because I was a little bit edgy about going back. And I don't fancy doing all that again, to be honest. Yeah, no. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't blame you, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> As I was on the way out, Jerry Adams was on the way in. I was like, hang on a minute. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to get too political. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure how that works, but hey ho, there you go. So, would would you say then, like getting deported, did that have a like any sort of impact on you um, from maybe like a mental health perspective, or or, or just? So, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, I've spoken about it, and, and that story I've given you there is like the, the shortened version. If we were yeah. out drinking, that story would last for like four days. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it did. Um, Certainly for myself, you know, because they, you know, bear in mind, I had done nothing wrong, but they were deeming it uh, like, a, it would be like a minor offence, like a visa issue, that's yeah. all. But like, I'm being treated the same way that like somebody who was, I don't know, maybe on the run. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like shackled and I'm in a jumpsuit and I've got like little pumps on and I'm getting showered. I mean, I'm having to get a shower and you know, getting told when you can like wash and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, all that. So yeah, that did, and, and what it did as well, I was like, F this to music, man. I'm like, I'm not doing music again now. I'm like, all my friends have got houses, all my friends have got kids, you know what I mean? They've got nice jobs, and I've got like this one story, a few others. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing, I'm, 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 I didn't do it. I didn't do music for for seven or seven or eight years. Wow! I didn't write. I didn't write, I didn't write again. Played in a few cover bands with friends just to do that. And yeah, stuff, yeah. But I didn't really start writing again properly um, until I started teaching and, and teaching kids, you know, guitar and yeah. and, and drums and bass and stuff like that. And that's kind of like what started me again because I was playing. 
And then also, you know, I talk about my, the music to my son and he'd never heard any of my music. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody was like, hey man, check out Twitter. And I was like, yeah, there's a community out there. You know, you don't, you don't have to be at that pinnacle to be getting out there and, you know, spreading your music. And, and I thought that, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. So just obviously then that kind of like brings us up um, there then that sort of from, from the mags and, 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 yeah, and everything yeah. that we've spoken about up to sort of like then um, your, effectively your solo uh, sort of career really. But before we get too deep into that, obviously I want to talk to you about the new single, um, yeah, It Gets yeah. Old, uh, which we were very kindly allowed to play on the This Is The Music Rise Of The Indie Artist show. Um, which will hopefully uh, be going back back up as a replay uh, probably yeah. tomorrow uh, if I pull ah. my finger out. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, um, so, so what can you tell us about the new song? I mean, why why now? Obviously, it's been it's been quite a break, isn't it? So, like in between from the previous single yeah. to, to this. Yeah. One. So in between, the, so in between lies and lies, uh, lies and lies, and this one, um, I've really buried my head and wrote. I've been writing every day since the, um, I've probably written over a hundred songs, narrowed that down, you know, to maybe uh, 20, 25. I mean, well, you've had a listen, you, 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 I'll give you access to that as well, haven't you? So, yeah, yeah, some great stuff I've been on there. Doing. I've just been writing, writing, writing. Um, and, and then I was like, Jesus Christ, I've not released anything for ages, you know? Yeah. So, thought, so then I thought, I'm going to release it, it Gets Old. So I'm releasing it on the 1st of June, which would have actually been my wedding anniversary. But me and, and the ex, we split up last year uh, and I wrote this song, I was fuming. Um, we had a bit of a, you know, it wasn't all her fault, but we had a relationship where it like we then did, got back together got, and then got married. And I thought, this is it, we sorted it. Anyway, she left. So I was fuming, bro. So I wrote this song in like, I want to say like 45 minutes, wrote, recorded it, wrote it, went back afterwards and then fixed things and, and yeah, tied it yeah. up for 45 minutes. And I'd been going right through writing songs like, oh, she left me, you know, all them sort of like breakup songs. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've never, and then, but I had this riff. And then, so I thought, I'm going to do upbeat, catchy number. Mm-hmm. But with that sort of, you know, emotional uh, background to the lyrics. So, yeah, it's just about us. You know, we, we, we went through it. And it, it just got old. And, and that's why it's called It Gets Old. And then because I'm childish, I'm releasing it on the on the wedding anniversary. Childish, <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest, bro. But that's why. <laughs> and uh, and obviously we we uh, mentioned at the start of the show you um, you've obviously recorded a music video for this one so yes. obviously it was out in in Vienna um, yeah. why there um, and kind of like what was what was the experience like you had you had a couple of actors involved in yeah, in yeah. That as well didn't you so yeah so um, last year um, Andy uh, Salter he is another musician from around here. He came to me and he said, I've been in touch with um, a filmmaker in Austria. Or I don't even know how their relationship started, to be honest. No, and Andy was probably DMing her. Weird stuff. He would probably kill me for that. Um, he was like, look, I've got this idea. It's a, it's a song about dance, but you know, I had the studio. He had the idea. 
So we came together and we changed a few things and I produced it, sent it back to the lady. And the film won um, an IFL uh, International Film uh, Award for Best wow, Soundtrack. Wow. So the relationship was cool and she, mm -hmm. she obviously liked it. Um, I was kind of like a little bit more prolific than Andy at the time. I have helped him with um, produced his, um, his EP with him uh, a few months ago. That's flying. Uh, what's it called now? I'll remember it in a minute and I'll give it in a plug for slagging him off. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this, so Yasmin uh, Hickle, her name is, and she's obviously from Austria. Um, so I'd done some other stuff. She'd sent me work again for uh, composing music for some, some movies. And they didn't get chosen in the end, but that's part of the process. But our relationship has been, um, been building. And she said, hey, you've got a single coming out soon? And I was like, yes. She's like, can you make any of these dates? And I'm like, what for? She's like, well, if you come to uh, Vienna, we can tie it in with this project. So I don't know if they got like some sort of funding. Uh, right, so she okay. in her, la her last year of like film um, school, I think. But she's already, already prolific. She's out there doing stuff. And she's win, won awards. She's really good. So I was like, I say, Fiona, man. Like, I don't even speak that. What language do you speak? Because she's like <laughs> messaging me in English, you know. And she's like German or Italian. I'm like, So I don't know. Didn't quite fancy it. And then I thought, I just Googled like flights to like, like Vienna. It was like 28 quid return. I was like, I was like, can you do the 20th? She's like, yeah, I'm like, right, just bought a ticket now. And I got the shittiest hotel. It wasn't the shittiest, but it was okay, you know. And then went out there. But she's a serious cat, you know. She's, we haven't just gone out there and stood, you know, me performing or anything. She yeah. came up with a full on concept uh, for the video. Uh, the crew was about 10 deep. Uh, it was like proper lighting, proper staging, yeah. uh, makeup, uh, director, producer, all that sort of stuff. And, it, it, you know, um, I'm going to be putting some stills up actually on my Instagram uh, later on today. So they'll probably they'll be up. I don't know what time you'll show or when it would go out or what have you. But um, it's just, I don't want to say it. It's going to be, it's, it's going to, it looks good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I, I mean, it, it sounds great to me. And 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 is is the sort of the plan with that? Is that to to have that released like, on day. the same day as the single, or is it going to come day. before or after? Yeah. What's the? Just I'm doing. You know what? I'm 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 just gonna just gonna go. I'm, and she's gonna edit it now. Bear in mind, we did two full days. Yeah. So we we were filming day one in out in the public in Vienna, and that was a bit awkward. Uh, people were like. <laughs> What's he doing? Like something like, because like they, they would just follow me with this camera, and I was like walking through piano and, and stuff like that. But it basically the the premise of the video is it shows me arriving in Vienna, and um, coming to this venue, which is an amazing venue, uh, like the low second location. I was like this big old like industrial unit, but then there's two actors, two actors, well they're, they're actors and, and dancers and. So they sort of like portray the story, yeah, in like this dance, which doesn't sound like the coolest indie like rock and roll video, but it's, it looks cool, man. And also, it was just, I really just wanted to give it to somebody, yeah, yeah, and just say, look, this is do what you want of it. 
but like from what I've seen and, and the playback, I was like, damn, that looks really good. I mean, it looks good. Yeah. Whether you know whether you like whether you like the song or yeah. even like the way I I am, you know, that's irrelevant. Like take all that out. It's just yeah. gonna look awesome. And I'm I'm really happy for her and her team also if it comes out. Um, because you know, they worked hard, dude. I mean, we did like yesterday we were on on location at seven in the morning and we left at like I think nine o'clock. Wow, we long long lunch. day. Yeah, we broke for lunch like for one hour. But it was cool, man. That those people in, in Austria, Vienna's in a, such a beautiful place. It's really good. If you can get over there, if you haven't been, I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody. They're really super cool people, really nice. Great stuff, great stuff. So um, obviously uh, the new single, uh, It Gets Old, is obviously going to be the first one um, as well from your, well, the first release, sorry, uh, from a forthcoming EP that you've got looking about mid-July, mid I believe, aren't we, for that one? So what... Um, what what can fans expect um, from the EP? Are we going to get sort of songs that are similar in sort of style or, or sound, or is it sort of a mixture, you know, a, a combination of, of sort of influences and, and yeah? So I think um, I think um, when I narrow it down, I'm I'm, I'm such a like proc procrastinator. Um, so as it stands now, it is like there's like 10 to get down to like six, maybe five. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to a, a format. So there'll be three or four, the sort of same sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's like more sort of upbeat. Yeah. Uh, like the indie stuff that I do. And um, like the classic sort of like, like, Oasis Noli sort of vibe, like you know, just the, an acoustic song in there, you know, a little bit more sort of heartfelt, just to show. I mean, the, the stuff that I've written already that I've given away is free B sides that I'm gonna, I think is gonna be on there. So it's either gonna be a song called um, "Don't Call This a Fight." Um, it's gonna be probably that one, or I've just done written a new one called uh, "Rocket Machine," uh, which I really, really like. Um, and that one's actually a, a tribute to my brother, who's who's been through um, some like uh, dependency issues over the last couple of years, and hit a real low. And now he's coming out; he's like 170 plus days clean, and and he's looking great, you know. And, and yeah, yeah. Just he really, she's really inspired me. To this song, and that's what it is. It's like, look at you now; you're a rocket machine. Because it was, I mean, it was bad, man. He was like induced in a coma and stuff so i really kind of i think it's going to be that one that is going to go on there yeah um, yeah just just because just to show that how impressed i am with him and as a little, a little tribute to him so three or four um like of upbeat songs um and to be fair if you like go through my instagram you'll probably be able to pick them out because <laughs> as, as soon as i get an idea you'll know yourself as soon as i get yeah. an idea I put it out and i stick it out there yeah, yeah. Kind of my way of like, ooh, you know, people are like, not that it's all about likes, but you can, you know, people like message me or DM me and they're like, you know, that sounds cool. Or you'll be like, hey, that sounds cool. Yeah. And then I've, sure. I've also, like, with people like yourself, I mean, you know, I, I don't care who listens to my demos uh, because, you know, it, you know, if any of the musicians want to listen to it and help me pick this EP, 
and you can just just message me, man, and I'll give you the link. Um, because you know, if you want to steal music, that's up to you. You know, that's on you. Uh, but you know, everybody's been really helpful so far. So yeah, I, I don't know five or six <laughs> um, songs, and yeah, definitely, um, I think Rocket Machine for from from my brother in there. Yeah, oh, that's that. Obviously, it's nice that you've got that tribute. Obviously, quite a obviously quite a um, uh, sort of like difficult uh, time I can imagine. So to have to have something like that, a little. You know, yeah. Well, sure, um, no. yeah, but again, it's like when you, I mean, when you hear it, um, you know, it's it's really like production wise, bear in mind, I mean, you know, but for those who don't know, I do all the instruments myself. I was like, I'm like a little Billy No Mates, you know what I mean? <laughs> doing it. And, and uh, it's, it's just because I write so quickly. So I don't have time to be like phoning the boys and then and they go yeah. like, you know, whatever. Um, so I just write it all, all as quick as, as possible. And then that's how I learned to produce, you know, yeah. uh, stuff. So I do it all in-house uh, at my studio. And then I actually um, master it separately, Use it, which is a cool thing for anybody listening that's doing their own stuff. Um, there's a, uh, do an online mastering suite. Uh, if you can't afford to get it done mastered properly by like a human being, Mm -hmm. uh, and I would recommend doing that if you can afford it. Uh, but yeah, Lambda is this, and there's other ones out there, so I'm not trying to like, yeah. <laughs> really fucking hell, man. Uh, yeah, Lambda's really good, and I use that, you know, and that made a big difference to to sort of to to, to my production. Keep it all in house, get it done as quickly as possible. And the same, so like Rocket Machine, the the, the production for me is the best I've ever done, like ever. Um, and even though it's uh, you know a heavy a subject matter, it's still a positive song. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, you know, it's, a, it's an it's an anthem. I mean, you know, you know, a bit like I mean, guess it. I'm not I'm not comparing myself to, to Ashcroft. You know what I mean? But like, like the drugs don't work. You, yeah. you know that sort of thing where it's like a heavy vibe, but like it's it's empowering at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, that, that'll be on there anyway. Big up Kevin, my brother. Yeah, hey, sounds great. <laughs> and I'm sure that when he when he you know here's the phone, may have already heard it. I don't know, but um I just tested the water because I didn't want him to be like <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> or, or like falling off the wagon because it's you know some fucking some I've done, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, but obviously, you you've just said there obviously that you you play all the instruments, you obviously record, mix, and 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 everything else that goes with it. But we've obviously with the EP um, eventually coming out um, at some point in over the summer. Is there going to be any like plans for like gigs, like get a band together? Would you do it solo, or, or do you not do you know feel what? It would work? Yeah, or? there is. So I've, I I mean I've got a, a, a band that I play with, and they are um, Chris Morris, best friend that we spoke about before. Um, a guy called Wayne, so he's on guitar, uh, lead guitar. Wayne Pennington, who is on um, on bass, um, and then it it changes really on the drummers. There's a few different drummers because like 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 I'm a drummer as well, so I know how flaky I am. <laughs> <laughs> is, man. So if you're local and you're a drummer, hit me up because drummers are a pain in the ass. But yes, so I will do. I mean, the reason. I don't like gig all the time now. It's, it's kind of like, you know, I kind of like, I enjoy like the kids getting out there, man, and doing it, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. 
there's promoters around our way, soft lab pro, um, promotions. So I, I'll, I'll speak to them and get out there. But really, this year has just been about writing. Yeah, I've not, I've, not I've, I've played, I've played thousands of gigs. You know, I've played the UK, Europe, and, and the US, and, and yeah. I do love gigging. Uh, but it was more about writing. So yeah, what now this is done, I can just put that to bed, and then, and then yeah, get out there and, and start performing again. Yeah, so that summertime we'll start start doing some stuff. Sure, sounds very very exciting. And and obviously you've released um, oh, it was about five solo songs I think now to date. Yeah, is there is there one song in particular that that maybe means a little bit more to you or maybe stands out um, from the crowd? You know, maybe if, if someone was looking for like a an entry point into your yeah, uh, well, into I your solo it, stuff. Think, yeah, I think the entry point would just have to be "Stay In Tonight," really, which was my first one yeah. um, that I released as a solo artist. Um, and again, that was written "Staying Tonight." It's, it's about like lockdown and and those sort of things. But it's it's not again. I, I like to if I'm doing a song that's got like a heavy subject matter, I like it to have like a sort of uplifting uh, musical value to it yeah and likewise if i'm doing something that's like sad you know like uplifting or something that's uplifting like a positive message but do it you know in like a slow emotional way things like that sure. but anyway so staying tonight yeah that was my first single and i put it together again it was a few hours um looking back at it now i remastered it actually and, and sent it out but it's got a cool video to it uh which is um borrowed uh drone footage yeah around or through london like during lockdown and it's, yeah it's, yeah it's really eerie so yeah i released that and it went to like number two in the itunes singer songwriter charts freaking jake bug was doing something at the time so <laughs> it wasn't, getting to, it wasn't getting to number one but i was knocking on the door you know yeah yeah um and we and it, i think it got up to like 65 in like the, the regular charts but ended at like 99 or something so I was like, that was a real big moment for me. Yeah, uh, definitely. I was like, I was like, you know, I can like some people are buying them, you know, I'm not just streaming. My streams are really poor. You know, I don't, I don't push that thing. Um, and it's not because when people buy your single, it makes me money. I mean, I've not got like, I'm not, I'm not loaded off money uh, from music. Just, just yeah, music. yeah. Even teaching music's crap, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just like, because I love it, you know. But I think what, because of my demographic, uh, it's like 34, 45, with a few either, either side. Yeah, yeah. And it's always been about kind of like what you're doing with your champion new music. Mine was always like, the message was, look, let's try and do it all together. Yeah. You know, let's get independent artists. And it's only for a moment in time, because you know yourself that, you know, once the streams start getting put into into the single counts and stuff like that, then I disappear. But, yeah. You know, so far, Touchboard, and hopefully with this record, with this one as well, I'll get up there and you know, show my show my face amongst the uh, the big boys for for a while. You know. Yeah. Hey, definitely. And and hey, num number two is not to be uh, not to be sniffed at in my book. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had two, four, six, and ten. So this one better not be like twelve. I'll see. That <laughs> hopefully yeah. it'll go right. Hopefully it'll go right to the top. <laughs> no, I've said that. They're like, "Fuck, we're not buying that." <laughs> all, my, all my mates are like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> if 
fuck. It's so funny. You know, like, you know, it's like with the boys, like my mates have like supported me for years and like, I'm like, now it's kind of like getting a little bit sort of like, I need new friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> the single's called, it, it, like, it gets old. And like someone like just replied to me, like, you got old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks. <laughs> you know, I, I like that stuff, too. I, lo- I love that banter, man. I love that boy's banter. No, definitely. Definitely. And yeah, so I mean, tonight, man. Check it out. It's a good song. Absolutely. And obviously, it, it, it's clear from, from chatting to you, um, not, not just to, uh, today, but obviously across Instagram and, and all the rest of it. But clearly songwriting and, and music obviously means a hell of a lot to you. Um, and obviously you've had your songs uh, used in campaigns for National Geographic and, and Red Bull. Um, yeah. But I'd imagine winning, um, an, I think I'm going to say this right, an EFF UK award uh, for best soundtrack for an independent film could possibly be the, the proudest moment of the lot. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it's cool. Look, it's cool. It's really, really cool. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's it's just another thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, I'm um, I'm proud of all. I'm proud of every song that I release. And even when I look back and think, oh, maybe I could have done that better or, or do that better. Uh, now it's just about making, you know, making music. You know putting it out there, not being um, scared to do it. Because, I mean, really, the reason, kind of like a fear of failure thing really held me back as well. You know, oh, what if nobody likes my music? You know, and I know I was, you know, because it was vanity, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be like, kind of like under the spotlight and stuff. And obviously when Stay Tonight did well and then, the other songs did well. But ultimately, and I'm going to be completely honest, um, I want people to like my music, but the, the thing that I buzz off the absolute most is that my kids can ask Alexa to play their dad. You know? Yeah, 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 and, and sure. I, and I mean that, I mean that with all honesty. I mean, please, if you like my music, great. If you can support me, sound. If you don't, you crack on, man, because there's all the music out there. There's so much, you know, listen to your shows, listen to all the other guys that are out there. But yeah, getting my kids being able to ask, ask Alexa and then like dance to my music and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, then, nice. It, yeah, it took me about, took about three months to explain to my daughter, she's only four and a half, I love Sienna, that you can't just ask for daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, Alexa, play daddy. And Alexa's just like, give me it not. Really. <laughs> oh, okay. nice. Okay. Yeah, so now she can, and like, obviously she like, Learn to say our surname properly. She'd be like, childish <laughs> shit. And then like, so yeah, it, that 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 means everything for me now because that's what it's about, you know. It's like that's what it's gonna be, you know. It, whether I crack on and and you know, my ideally for me, I'd like to get some um, support, like even like independent label wise with the with the um, with the EP. And there's a few things in the background talking about. Thing. I've been I've been there before, so I'm not gonna like big it up or nothing. Yeah. But yeah, if, if even if like nothing happens with it, I'll just know that it's out there. And, yeah. You know, it's out there forever. And and the same with with this video, really. It's just another thing that like you know, when I'm gone, um, my kids will still be able to look at their dad on the telly. 
yeah for sure that's what it is for me now it's about you know making music that i love doing things supporting other artists digging people up because i do believe in that community yeah do you believe in that we all rise together mm-hmm. you, you know because that mainstream media it's just it's what i mean what is it in all honesty you know, just the bands that you play and, and, and listen to every day and champion song of the day every day, all that sort of stuff. The likelihood of, of like, what what is the percentage of any of that getting past? I don't even know. Let's say, let's say, I don't know, BBC Introducing. I mean, I got on BBC Introducing. I thought, this is it. <laughs> um, they've not played a single since. I'm like, ah. you know what I mean? So, what is the, what are the odds of these these could these kids have or these other other musicians without you guys? The mainstream media is like lost the plot. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, I as part part of the reason why I, I started this off was was to try and help. You know, obviously going to gigs over the years and you and you see, you know, oh, this is sounds like a really good support band, and you'd never heard of them before. It's only getting out there and 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 getting to gigs, and that, that was the one good thing uh, about lockdown that it meant that you know. We need need to do something. Need to be able to listen to these bands. Who's out there, and you know, and, and you do find it. And, and I agree, it does make you wonder what is what is the percentage of of, of these. You know, I don't even think because, it's a I don't even think it's one. Yeah, no, you, you you're probably right. The, the only thing I'd say is that I think maybe the bands that have that have maybe got some of the the backing behind it might have a bit of a chance. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I mean, we'll I, see. Yeah, there's loads. I mean, I, I listened to. Uh, on the airport today, like Columbia's album, uh, what's yeah, it called? something chaos, yeah, it? embrace the chaos, embrace yeah. Chaos. Again, good tunes, man. I know, I know they're doing they're doing well and stuff, and they're not kids either. Are they what, sir? They're, they're they're not young pups, are they? Though? No, yeah. they're not. No, they. I think that's they're like as well. in our in our sort yeah. of range, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, no, they're um they're, they're a great set of lads. Um, I've got got a lot of time for them for them boys. Um, but sort of just moving away just ever so slightly um, we've just mentioned gigs there but so can you um, remember like maybe the first gig that you went to um, as as like a punter do you know what dude the first the first gig I ever went to was Michael Jackson at Wembley when the old Wembley arena Wembley Stadium sorry wow yeah I went and I was I don't know what tour it would have been probably should yeah, it was there. It was I went obviously went with my parents. I was a kid. Yeah, <clears throat> and that was it was amazing. Just I just remember. A, I remember thinking, how are there this many people? The more <laughs> back then, you know what I mean. It was like yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. And then everybody just fills out at the same time down that Wembley way. Yeah, madness. My my mum's hand was like imprinted on my hand for about three days. It's <laughs> just like you know, I'm like looking at that. But just to see them, I seen those musicians like dancing and stuff. And yeah. Like, so that was amazing. Obviously, a big Michael Jackson fan. But then, really, as like um, you know, a teenager or something like that, uh, it would have been uh, Oasis at Main Road. Again, oh, it was, it was wow. quite a one. So we were on the on the second day. Yeah. Um and that was that was the best man. That was the first time that I'd ever sort of witnessed just like that. What I liked about, and I don't I don't want to say lag culture because it's not really it's not cool, some of it, 
But let's just yeah. take the positive side of like, you know, that lad culture. Maybe not, I don't know what that's the right word, but that scene anyway. Yeah. Just people were like, just giving it loads, fellas singing, you know, everybody, the chicks, everybody singing. It was just amazing, man. And it was good. I just remember the crowd when it came on. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then, funny story, my mate Mozza, again, um, what happened? Oh, yeah. He, he lost his shoe, his trainer, like one of his new pants. Because we all wore new clothes for gigs back then, didn't we? <laughs> but, you know, you wanted to look cool, man. Even if it wasn't appropriate to you know I me, mean? I think I had like, like, absolutely like Arctic white arc jacket like zipped up to my nose. <laughs> it was covered like, in piss. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it was filthy, ruined, man. Anyway, Mazza lost his shoe. I'm like, so he's, he's like bouncing up and down on one foot for like the whole set, pretty much. Anyway, just as the set's ending, fucking shoe hits him in the head. <laughs> Someone must have just picked the shoe up. <laughs> put the shoe on. We can at least even like walk home. Tell you what, main, that after after that Brilliant. show, after that show in Main Road, it was like, because we were like, we live outside Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? We're not we're not city boys. If you like, yeah, coming outside Manchester, man, we were just like, what? Like, I met Liam. I met Liam like we, when we were with the mags, and we spoke about that gig and, and stuff to him and that. And he was just like, and he was like proper cool about it, to be honest. But we were just like proper fanboys. Yeah, we were, yeah, I can imagine. Well, we were doing it. It's like fucking chill out, man. <laughs> I can imagine. I think I'd be, I'd be exactly the same. I think if I got yeah. that opportunity. So. um You've got £30 to spend yeah. on a takeaway. What yeah. are you ordering? Um, chicken tikka jal masala, which is like chicken tikka but hot. Yeah. PR rice, chips, bishwari naan, and then whatever she wants. <laughs> and uh, I'm going I'm to twist it there a little bit. And as part of that takeaway, you can invite two guests. Who are you bringing? 30 quid probably not going to go that far, to be fair. But. Oh, no, but I'll share it. I'll share it. I'll share it myself. Uh, who would I invite? Um, dead or alive? Anyone? Anyone. Entirely up to you. All right. I'll choose. I'll choose. I'll choose my granddad. I'll have him back. I'm going to have a chat with him. Yeah. Um, granddad Turpin. And then I would... Do you know what? He was so cool. I'd sit down with Liam again, I think. Yeah, nice. I don't think him, don't think him and my granddad would have much to chat about, like, but <laughs> probably, probably just call him a dirty man or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Massive food fight and fist cuffs by the sounds of it. Yeah, he's cool, man. Yeah, both, both, both those two legends. Oh, nice. That's, re that's really nice, man. And Unfortunately, that is the end of the podcast. Um, thanks very much for coming on. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's been great um, getting to know you. Um, great, great story there. Um, but just before you go, um, we did allude to it at the very beginning of the podcast, but um, you've obviously very kindly recorded um, an exclusive track for us. Um, can you just introduce it for us and um, just tell us a little bit about the song? Yeah, so um, this track is Lies on Lies. Um, it was um, my previous single, 
Um, and I just wanted to do a little bit of diff something different for you, mate, just to give you content, like I've said before, for the, for the show. Um, I really appreciate what you've done for me over the, the last 12 months or so. And I'm sure, and, you know, big, big shout out to everybody else that, you, that you've helped. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do that. And then, you know, hey, look, maybe everybody else who comes on this show should do something. If they can, if they've got the facilities to do it. Uh, if they haven't and they're in the Northwest, they can always come to my studio and I'll record it for them. Uh, but yeah, so this is Lies on Lies, the acoustic version for you. Fantastic, and that will be included uh, at the end of the podcast. So don't just uh, don't just switch off at the end. So um, <laughs> so uh, don't forget um, Mark's new song. It gets old is due to be released on June the first, um, and will be available to stream and download on all of the usual platforms. Uh, forms. Um, all that leaves me to say is thank you to everyone for listening to the latest. This is the Music Meets podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to receive notification of all of our future podcasts. And just as importantly, go and give Mark's new single and his back catalogue a stream or a download very, very soon. Thank you very much. So as we uh, just said there at the end of the show, uh, Mark Bleasdale very, very kindly uh, recorded an exclusive performance for the This Is The Music Meets podcast. It is, of course, his most recent single, which is called Lies On Lies. Uh, I hope you very much enjoy this special performance. <laughs>